0: And so the AC was broken. There was no elevator. I go into my room to try to put my stuff away, get everything in there. We had no bathroom doors. None whatsoever. and welcome back to another episode of Be Quiet, I'm Talking with Talia Picari. For those of you who don't know, my name is Talia, and during this podcast, you better be quiet because I'm talking. So if y'all have been keeping up with me, this is only the third episode, but we have officially moved to iTunes now, so that's kind of exciting. Again, did I really think I would get this far with this podcast? Probably not, but I bought a subscription to download my podcast onto iTunes, so We're going to take this thing as far as we really can, honestly. And so, also, as of now, I'm currently coming at y'all live from Cooper Library, up on the fifth floor. Your girl reserved one of the Adobe Studio recording rooms to record this podcast, because, you know, beforehand, I was using my little MacBook Air with my headphones plugged in, and I was talking to the microphone on the headphones not the best sound quality. So I'm just trying to give y'all the content that you really subscribed for. Um, also I know I never really have given any background information about me and that's for a few reasons. I don't have a lot of listeners on this podcast and I don't think really people care about anything about me. Um, maybe like the five people who actually listen, but for you all who are interested in knowing a little bit more about me, I am currently a senior at Clemson University. I am studying chemistry, and I also have a minor in environmental science and policy. What I'm hoping to do with that, I really want to go into education, so I'm currently in the process of applying for graduate school, which is terrifying. I paid $205 last week to take the GRE in October, so we're really making big girl moves here, and we're also very, very terrified about it because... All I've known for the past three years now is um, being a student at Clemson University, where things are—I don't know—I'm not a full-on adult, if you ask me. And now, once I graduate in May, ooh wee! Um, once I graduate in May, we're going off into the real world, so that's a little terrifying too to think of. But for those who are my close friends and everyone else who I have recently talked to, I moved into an apartment complex. Um, this is actually the first time I've ever moved off campus. I have stayed on campus my freshman, sophomore, junior year just because it was all very convenient and easy for me. But I have officially moved off campus and I think I might've picked the absolute worst location to move to other than Earl because Earl's foundation is just cracking. They had to terminate people's leases. No, I don't live there. Um, I live at this really great place called Epic. And what it really is at this point is an epic disaster. Um let me just start from the beginning. So, they've done a lot of advertising to get people to move in there. Last year, it was not like they were just starting to clear up the land for development. And so When me and my roommate signed this lease, we definitely thought that things would be done by the time we were supposed to move in. So when we signed the lease, I'm pretty sure it said July 30 move-in date. I'm pretty sure my roommates can maybe back me up on that too. So as time progresses, we always go to check up on Epic just to see how the construction's going, how it's developing. Every single time, I would go to the top of Hearts Cove to try to look over and see what Epic is looking like. It was all just dirt. All dirt. Nothing still has been built yet. It was a disaster. And even over the summer when I was here working, every now and then I would still go and just to make sure that everything was okay and it still looked the exact same. So flash forward to, I would say early August, we get an email saying, move-in date is now going to be August 15th for those living in the apartments, which is fine. Like, that should be great. Whatever. The main problem that we ran into is that that's in the middle of recruitment for sororities. And so I am also in a sorority. Shout out all my sister friends. Um, But that's in the middle of recruitment. And so we really couldn't move in on the 15th anyway because of recruitment. However, we did have like a half day. So we started We wanted to move in early as soon as we were done with everything sorority recruitment-wise. We get a text that morning from Epic saying that we could not move in until after 4 o'clock. And we're like, okay, interesting. So the reason being is that they had still not put in any of our kitchen amenities into our apartment. And we're like, okay, that's fine. Like, as long as they get it all done by the time we, like, start moving in. Um... No. So, I start moving all my stuff in at 6.30 in the evening. There was no AC. Absolutely none whatsoever. The AC was not working. It was 102 degrees when I checked that thermostat of when I was moving my stuff in. And shout out to my friends Jared and Tripp for helping me move everything in because God, it was a sauna. Like I thought it was in the seventh ring of hell. Like it was absolutely awful. Those are not conditions to be moving your stuff in. And we only live on the second floor. However, I have a lot of heavy stuff that I had to bring up to my room. And why I enforced two of my friends to come help me. And there are elevators in this building. However, the elevator shafts, not in the elevator at all. Um, There's absolutely nothing there. It is just a hole in the wall that is all covered because they don't want people, I guess, falling through it, which makes a lot of sense, but why don't we have elevators yet? So we had to walk all my stuff up two flights of stairs. It was already a hot day. It was worse in our apartment, and so it was absolutely awful. So they tell us not to move in after 4 o'clock in the afternoon for kitchen amenities, and they gave us back $50. And we're like, honestly might not be enough, but it's totally fine, so other things that were happening, so when I was moving my stuff in, they had just finished hooking up our washer and our dryer, and I'm like, looking at my watch, it's six thirty. this stuff was, I assumed, was supposed to be done before 4 o'clock, no, they were still walking in and out of our apartment, putting stuff in, and plugging stuff in, and we're like, what are you doing, and so the AC was broken, there was no elevator, I go into my room to try to put my stuff away, get everything in there. We had no bathroom doors. None whatsoever. So it's my bedroom, my bathroom, and my closet all in one. There's no door to separate it, which isn't that big of a deal if it's just four of us living in this one apartment. However, that next week, we were having my 21st birthday party in our apartment. So uh, my birthday party ended up being a frat house because there were no bathroom doors that were in this facility. And it was kind of crazy, if you ask me, and kind of upsetting. But you know, we're rolling with it at this point. And so these bathroom doors aren't like normal doors either. They're like the sliding doors, like they have a track above it and everything. And so The next day after my 21st birthday, which was on a Friday, so on Saturday, they ended up putting bathroom doors in. And so this whole time I'm thinking to myself, wow, like, why couldn't you have done this yesterday, the day of my party, so that people could pee in privacy and not have to worry about people walking in on them while they're in the bathroom? Because we had no bathroom doors I don't know if I can say that enough for it to like fully resonate with me because sometimes I'm still appalled at these conditions that I had moved into and it was absolutely insane so some other things that were missing (laughs) as we're going on this topic was a stove so we had no stove at all there was just a hole in the wall like by our kitchen cabinets of where the stove was supposed to be so we didn't have a stove and with no stove, you know, you can't really cook anything. Like the oven's on there too. We had nothing to really cook food. So we were kind of living off of whatever we could, (laughs) the lay of the land, like old cavemen used to do. Not really, but it was absolutely ridiculous. And so when they go to put our stove in, maybe a week and a half later, the stove was too big for the space that it was given too big. So what they had to do instead of maybe giving us a smaller stove, they shaved off part of our cabinets so that our stove could fit in it. I'm gonna let that sink in for a hot second. They shaved off part of our cabinets to stick our stove back there. But I I really wish I was making all this stuff up because it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. So like going off a bit A little bit more because these things keep coming to me as I'm talking. We had no hot water for a good week and a half after we moved in as well. So I never showered in our apartment for a good week and a half until we had that hot water running because cold showers are great in the summer. However, when that's all you have and you can't make it the temperature you want, when it's only just one icy cold temperature, that's not the ideal showering conditions that I had signed up to have. So I would always go to the lofts to my dear sweet friend Chloe's apartment and shower at her place. So I stayed there for the majority of the summer when recruitment was going on because we couldn't move in. And I moved out only to move back into the lofts. And I still to this day feel really up bad about it like I definitely overstayed my welcome but thank god my friends love me and want me to actually have ideal living conditions because without them I would have been sleeping in an apartment that was 102 degrees with no hot water and no bathroom doors and no stove also we don't have a door for a utilities closet so that's just kind of a big hole in our wall too um we had no pan like pantry racks or anything so like they said to us If y'all go get some pantry racks for yourself, we'll reimburse you. But where's a good place to go buy racks for your pantry? I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Normally, those are already built in for you. No, but we had to do a lot of this stuff ourselves. We don't have blinds still for our living room. Don't know if we were supposed to get those, but thank God we have them in our bedrooms because, God forbid, if I had no blinds and no bathroom doors, people just have a great view of whatever was happening in there. Oh my God, I can't even believe I forgot to say this, but with the bathroom doors. So they put our bathroom doors in and they put them on the racks, like the little tracks that are above the doors. These doors don't fully cover the space that is left for the door. So I don't know how to better explain it than that. But there is still, you close it all the way, but there's still a good sliver that you can just see out of because that door does not cover it all the way. Also, these doors really, they fly off the track really easily too. And I think it's happened to me maybe twice now where I've maybe pushed it too hard or pulled it too hard. I don't even know. I don't even think I'm that strong to do it. However, these doors go flying off the tracks and just make a really really awful noise that makes it kind of seem like someone died, Uh, just a body hitting the floor. But, you know, it's totally fine. It's whatever. We're dealing with what we got. And so, we have argued to not pay rent for the month of August. We had tried to. Um, we end up having a discounted rent instead of paying the full rent just because of all the things that were wrong when moving into our apartment. And the thing is, it's not just our apartment that's wrong. It's the whole property in general. So you drive into Epic and all you see is dirt. Piles and piles of dirt with some cottages, with some brownstones, with our apartment complex, but everywhere else really around it is all dirt. And they are now just starting to put in grass, to put in trees, to make this place look a little bit more appealing because as of now, aesthetically, it's not up there. It's pretty awful. So you drive down this very, very long, windy road and you get to our apartment complex. And you just look around, and all the amenities that we were supposed to be given to are not really done yet. So, you know, again, they sent us another email saying which amenities we're going to have slight delays. And I will read this list off to you. So we're supposed to have a boat dock. supposed to be delivered August 21st. It is September 12th. I don't really know if that boat dock is up there or not. I have no idea. They have not really updated us on any of these things since this email was sent on August 8th. So I really hope it is. Um, We're supposed to have a basketball court, a cafe, and the pool. So this pool was supposed to be done on September 5th. On September 4th, they were going around the apartment complex, picking up all the signs that says, pool will be done September 5th because this pool is nowhere near done. The pool house, absolutely nowhere near done. It low-key also looks like the Church of Scientology. Like this thing does not look anything like a, like a pool house at all, but the pool is not ready. To this date, I don't know if the pool is ready. Stay tuned for any updates that I have for all of you because the fact that the fact that they literally walked around and picked up every single sign that said pool will be done september 5th kind of makes me laugh if we're being honest um but at least you know we have uh, we have volleyball courts by the pool that's not done we have a shuttle oh we have a shuttle so this shuttle runs to school every day every 15 minutes from a certain time frame that I don't really know. But the the shuttle runs and it drops us off at the visitor center, which is a pretty good place. I mean, Hearts Cove shuttle also drops off there, so it's not that bad. So this shuttle has been running to and from classes. I have taken it a few times, and it's not that bad. Um, but they also said that they were going to have a shuttle for game days. And so they would take you to campus for the game, and they would run every hour on the hour to bring people back to epic after the game and so they send out these hours every day before the game on every friday i want to say so this first home football game that we had it was on a thursday which is its own devil in itself but it was on a thursday and it was the first time that they were really running it and me and my roommates were like you know what no like we're gonna trust it it should be fine um, we just want to get home So, I'm sitting with one of my roommates, Sarah, who's also one of my best friends. So, we're sitting in the game, and it's about 1030 at night, and so we look at each other. Both of our phones have died. Like, they have been dead since maybe 6 o'clock in the afternoon. We're not very good at maintaining our power for our phone. Um, But we look at each other, and we're like, hey, like, if these shuttles are running, like, every hour we should probably leave now to go get the 11 o'clock shuttle because I don't really don't want to wait until midnight like I had a 9 a.m. still the next day that didn't get canceled that I really had to go to I know Sarah had a lot of stuff that she had to get done the next day too and so we're like okay yeah let's go so they were very cryptic on where this shuttle was supposed to pick us up so we just assumed that It was going to be at the corner of this one road because they told us it was going to be by Esso Club on Perimeter Road. And if you have been to Clemson or you go to Clemson University, you know that Esso and Perimeter Road are a good distance from each other. It's not right next to each other. So we had to try to figure out where the shuttle in the first place was going to pick us up. So we walk in that general direction and we find about five other people who are by, like, the dykes, who are also waiting for the shuttle. And we look across the street, and there's about 20, 25 other people there, too. And we're like, oh, they must be other Epic people, too. Like, they probably are waiting for the shuttle as well. So we walk across the street, and we're sitting there with other people who are also trying to go to Epic. And I'm thinking in my head, there's about 35 of us here right now. This shuttle maybe fits 20, 25 comfortably 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 you get what I mean and I'm looking at all these people and I'm thinking some of these people aren't going to get on this 11 o'clock shuttle like I don't think it's going to be possible unless like we quadruple lap unless everyone's trying to stand like literally there's not a lot of space on these shuttles and so we're waiting for the shuttle to come at this one at the corner so feeling like a hooker wait on the corner for our ride to get there and 11 o'clock rolls by, there's no shuttle there. So we wait, we're thinking, oh, like well, it might be okay. Other people are trying to call an Uber, but at this point, like the game is kind of, it's almost over and other people are trying to get home too. So everyone's trying to call an Uber at the same time or a Lyft and everyone's just on the same screen for a good 15 minutes. Like nothing has changed. They had not been connected to a driver, nothing. Cause I know a lot of people were gonna all Uber back together and just split the cost. but that was not gonna happen. So we wait, 1130 rolls by, there's still no shuttle. At this point, morale is low. It already was low, but it got a lot lower at that point in time. And so we're all just kind of looking around, and people are beforehand had been joking about walking all the way back to Epic. And at this point, I think people, people got really serious about it. So one small group started to walk. Back to Epic. And let me kind of give you a general geography, geography, yeah, geographically of where Epic is in relation to Clemson University. So it is about an eight minute drive to get from my apartment complex, go up that whole long road to get out of Epic, and then get to campus, like to get to Little John Coliseum. It's about a seven minute drive. Walking distance wise, however, it is about a mile and a half of a walk which isn't that bad. But keep in mind, it is 1130 at night. Our phones are dead. So we have no flashlight. And all of these streets that we have to walk on are not lit at all. So we have no flashlight to signal that, hey, like there are people here, please don't hit us. Absolutely nothing. So this small group first walks off and they start actually walking to Epic. And I'm looking at Sarah and I'm like, are we really about to do this? Is this actually happening? Because if it is, and that is absolutely 100% ridiculous that we are about to walk a mile and a half to get home at night when there's one-way traffic. Uh, it was just a mess. And so we looked at each other and we're like, nope, we're going to do it. And so we started walking. And we started walking maybe with about 10 other people who were kind of all like all clumped up together. So we all started walking in that general direction. And... We get to this one intersection to go from um, one of the roads to 123, I believe it is. That's where Seneca is or where Epic is off of. I don't know highways, to be honest. I'm still, I just know which way to go. Um, but we get to this one intersection. It's by like the Marshalls and everything. And so we get to this intersection. And there's no crosswalk to cross the street to get to the other side. But we end up just walking across anyway. <laughs> and hoping that nothing bad's gonna happen. We wait until there's not a lot of traffic and we get to the other side. And at this point, like some of the people who are around us, they start walking right, like going towards Marshall's and everything because they were trying to find a place to cross the railroad tracks to go and cut through Epic to try to get closer to where our apartment complex is instead of walking all the way around and going down this one road that it in itself is half a mile long. And so they try to find a way to get across the train tracks, but I am not about that life. I think that's terrifying. I wanted nothing to do with that, and neither did Sarah, so we go the other way. We're going the long way at this point. And so, again, we're walking on these roads that have no lights whatsoever. The only lights that we have are by the cars and the headlights that are coming on us. And people keep honking at us, which didn't help in this situation because we know what we're doing is not good. Like, it's definitely 100% not safe in the slightest. However, it was our only option. So we had nothing, nothing that we could really do. So people honking at us made no difference. And if, and if anything, it just made me feel crappier. Like I was already in a very bad mood because we had to walk all the way home. So we're walking and these people keep honking at us and I keep getting angrier and angry. And I'm just like, are you kidding? Like I'm so full of it. We finally get to Epic's property. And at that point, again, we still had half a mile to go because we had to walk all the way down this one road to get to where the apartment complex is. And so we tried cutting through the cottages to see if we can like just cut straight through instead of having to walk all the way around. However, all the cottages, like at the end of them, they have fences all built up. So like you can't even, you could try to hop the fence, but there's nothing on the other side of the fence to really stop you from falling down a really big hill. So that was not an option either. So we walked all the way through this one cottage complex to get to the end of it, only to have to walk all the way back through it the other, like the way we just came to go back to the main road. And so finally, at around 1230, 1245 in the morning, we make it back to our apartment. And at that point, my feet were destroyed. Like I had worn platforms that day to the game, not thinking ahead of time of what might happen in the future. But I was wearing platforms, my feet were hurting. Sarah was even wearing Converse, I'm pretty sure, and she wanted to die. And so we get home, and we open the door, and one of our roommates, Miranda, is there, and she looks at us. She's like, oh, my God, what happened? Because our faces were just so, like, we just looked so desperate. Like, we, it was exhausting. I had never been so tired, so angry, so hungry in my life before up until that moment, and I'm pretty sure Sarah and I, I, I mean, at least I cried. I can't talk about Sarah, but I definitely cried myself to sleep that night because of how frustrated I was by Epic. So, like, the thing is, you can't promise a shuttle for students to get back home if you're not going to deliver on it. Like, that's absolutely insane because all of us were depending on a free shuttle to get back home after the football game. And the next day, Sarah's mom ended up calling the leasing office to talk to them about what had happened. And they were like, oh, we didn't know that they shut down the roads after a football game. If y'all could see my face right now, to this day, I am still irritated by that statement. How do you not know that they shut down the roads for football games at one of the biggest football schools in the nation. How long have you been here for? Have people not told you beforehand that that's what they do in order to get everyone out after the game? They did not know that they shut down the roads. And I'm thinking, how dumb do you have to be to not think that or to not know that? But, you know, it's totally fine. It's really not. We're still living. Um, All I know is that Epic is getting a lot of shit right now for everything that's happened. Excuse my language. But at this point, that's how frustrated I am about this place that I'm living in. But I think in a good maybe two or three years, if they can get everything together, it's going to be a really great apartment complex. It's going to be a really great place to live. A really great place to live. However, up until then, they, they are not selling us well on anything that's happening there. I don't even care about these amenities anymore. As long as they're good, great. The fact that I didn't get them on time, awful. The fact that I wasn't put up in a hotel when these living situations were not great, not very good. And I already know my roommates who are still going to be here for their senior year next year, they have already signed leases somewhere else or they're looking to sign leases somewhere else. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other people are in that same exact boat because it's absolutely ridiculous in the fact that they had to put us all through this like we were all in this together and I don't think I've ever bonded so well with other people before other than the fact that we all have this common I wouldn't say hatred because hate is a very strong word but we have had this common dislike for the living situations that we are part of right now on a happier note though I do love my university a lot, so I do a lot here. Um, I'm a tour guide. I was also an orientation master this past summer. If you know me, you know that's really all I ever talk about, Um, all in the best ways. Um, But I did start my senior year, and honestly, it is kind of sad. I don't think I'm ready for my senior year to start or end or anything in between because I just... I do really love this place, and I, I, I mean, it's made such a big impact on my life. It's offered me so many great things with everything. Like, I've had a lot of great opportunities when it comes to my major, when it comes to my minor, when it comes to just being, like, growing as an individual. I definitely have grown a lot being a student here at Clemson, and, I took a picture of myself, like self-timered it and everything of my first day of school outfit, my last first day of school outfit, sent it to my parents. I'm like, the time has come. It's today. We have started. And I cried that morning on my first day of my last first day. See, it's so, it hasn't even resonated with me and the fact that I can't even say last first day of classes. But I did have my last first day of class on Wednesday, August 26th and it was fine, and, and so my classes were great that day. I was very excited about the, the, the classes I had for the semester, and so on the second day of classes, however, you know, it's a whole nother schedule. Kind had my Tuesday, Thursday classes, so I go to those classes, and I have three back-to-back, and so normally that's fine. At this point, I get really tired in them really easily because they're an hour and a 15 minutes, and I can't just, I really just can't sit for that long of periods of time without wanting to fall asleep. However, going back to the second day of class, I have art appreciation because it's part of my Bachelor of Arts degree for chemistry. I need about nine credits in arts and humanities, and that's one of the classes I'm taking this semester. And so, normally before classes all start, I make, like, a Word document or, like, a schedule that I go over and I write down all my classes, where they are, who their professor is, like, what room, like, what building and what room specifically, so I can always look back at it those first few days so I, like, know where I'm going, and I also always send that document to my mom because always want her to be updated with my life and where I am, lol, um, So I had everything written down. And so I had my art appreciation class. It was the third class of that day. It was the last one of my day too. And it's in Lee Hall. And I have never had a class in Lee Hall before. That's our architecture building. I'm not an architecture major. I have nothing to do with architecture. Props to everyone who is an architecture major, though, because I know how hard they work. But they have three different buildings And I didn't know exactly, like, which building I was going to be in. But I get to what I assume was the right building, and I'm looking for Lee 100. And during orientation, like, we had um, some things that happened in the auditorium in Lee Hall. And so I was like, okay, perfect. Like, it has to be that lecture hall. Like, it has to be that auditorium. So I didn't even check the room number of where I was going. I just knew, I definitely knew I was in the right spot. So normally, this has never happened to me where I walk into the wrong classroom, but I walked into the wrong classroom and I sit down, I'm about 15 minutes early because that's how I like to be timely on a good day, whatever. So I walk in, I get my laptop out, I get my notebook out so I can take notes. Like I was so ready, so prepared and it comes time for class this class is at 11 o'clock in the morning the professor walks in and of course like I don't know what this professor is supposed to look like or anything but she pulls up sociology whatever don't even know exactly what class it is but she pulls up that canvas app for that and I am looking around and I'm like oh no I am in the wrong place and even the professor solidified it for me she said all right so is everyone in here for sociology And I'm, I'm definitely thinking to myself, shoot, like I have finally made the mistake of walking to the wrong classroom because again, it had never happened to me before. I was always so thorough about making sure I was in the right place because I always laughed at those people who were in the wrong classroom and had to walk up and walk out of the room. Literally the worst walk of shame that there is, is walking out of the classroom that you're like in the wrong class for. And so I was thinking to myself, I literally had this big interior battle in my mind. I'm like, do I just sit in this class and pretend I'm in sociology for the day? And then hopefully by Tuesday, I get it right and I go to the right classroom. Or do I get up right now and I walk all the way back out those doors in the back of the auditorium, the very, very back of the auditorium, and try to find the actual classroom that I'm supposed to be in? So I'm thinking and I'm sitting in my chair for a good five minutes just thinking about what I need to do, contemplating about what actions I should take from there. And so Oh, excuse me. And so I wanna inform you all too, I'm that tryhard who sits in the very front row, or like at least somewhat in the front of the build of the classroom, so that the professor can see me, they get to know me, everything like that. That's how I am, that's how I always have been. So I'm sitting In the front of this auditorium where the only doors to leave are in the very back so you have to walk up all the stairs and go out the doors in the back and I could not think of a more embarrassing situation because normally some people can just sneak out and get out without people realizing that they're leaving or that they made the mistake of being in the wrong classroom but I played myself and by sitting in the front And also sitting in the middle of a row and not the end of the row, I literally had to ask the people next to me, be like, hey, like, I'm sorry, can you, like, get up? Like, I kind of need to go. And they all started laughing and they're like, haha, yeah. And so I get out of my row and I look up into the sea of faces that I just see staring at me, some people trying to hold back laughter, other people actually laughing and talking to the people next to them. And I'm thinking, God damn it. I did this to myself so head held not really that high but I walked up those stairs to the back and I walked out the doors and I tried to find Lee 100 afterwards and honestly I couldn't find it still and so I had to go ask about two different people where I could find this classroom because I had absolutely no idea so I walk into Art Appreciation finally about 15 20 minutes late and I sit down the only space was again in the front row because I guess people in this class didn't want to be a tryhard, so I had to walk all the way down to the bottom of this room and sit in the front row and just kind of bury my head in shame because I guess this was finally karma catching up to me and being like for all the times you have ever laughed at someone for being in the wrong classroom this is what happens to you you are in the wrong classroom, but also in the worst possible situation that you could be in for being in the wrong classroom. And you know, again, it is shameful to say, but people ask me afterwards, they're like, oh, like you must be like a freshman or a sophomore, like not knowing where to go. I'm like, no, I'm a senior and I still can find the right place I need to be in. It's okay because we learned our lesson we figured out where that room was we've never made that mistake again and knock on wood I don't make that mistake spring semester when I only have two classes to take because that is the only those are the only two classes I really need to take still and honestly with that I might just end this podcast here with that embarrassing story of me and how I just you know embarrass myself 24 7 I have no shame if you know me, I have no shame. My orientation board was my face photoshopped onto a pterodactyl's body. Absolutely no shame at all. However, that was probably the most shameful experience I have had so far at Clemson University was being in the wrong classroom for my class on the second day of my last, one of my last semesters as a senior at Clemson. So I'm also bringing this podcast to a close here now because I only reserved this room for an hour, and my hour is almost coming to a close. And you know, it took me maybe 20 minutes to try to figure out how to work all this equipment in the beginning, and so kind of cut into my podcast recording time. However, this equipment is pretty dope, and the fact that now I know how to work it all, catch me in Cooper Library maybe once a week to record my podcast because why buy myself a microphone when I can just mooch off of my university and use the stuff that they have there for me? I mean, I pay tuition. I'm going to use this as much as I want. Anyways, the song of the week is going to be Beautiful Goodbye by Maroon 5. Honestly, Maroon 5 is one of my top five bands. If I had to listen to a top five for the rest of my life, Maroon 5 will definitely be on that list. Their older stuff is definitely a little bit better than their newer stuff. I mean, there are a few new songs that I like. However, I definitely do love their older albums. Overexposed is one of the best albums that they have. It came out in 2012, but I listened to that like on repeat. I have been listening to it on repeat the past few days, and also Hands All Over is also a very good album too. Um, But with that, thank y'all for tuning in again, and catch y'all maybe next week. We're gonna try to make this a weekly thing if I can fit it into my schedule. If not, then bear with me. It might be like a bi-weekly thing. We'll figure it out. Um, we're taking every day as it goes. I hope y'all have a great rest of your week, and thanks for listening to Be Quiet, I'm Talking with Talia Picari. Bye!